0: As strange as it may sound, there are an unusually large amount of castles dotting the hills of California. Of course, the first thing that one imagines when they picture a castle is the surrounding European countryside. And for the most part, that stereotype holds true. But what it doesn't happen to account for is the handful of eccentric billionaires who came into power across the beautiful Golden State, locking down huge swaths of land on the coast and promptly building castles of their own right here in America— The names of these places are often associated with now worldwide brands, companies that started small and have since become household names while their owners became filthy rich. Eventually, these powerful men died, leaving their fortune to either their families or to some kind of public trust. Thanks to the ruthless nature of these billionaires, the latter option was used more often than you'd think. It's not uncommon for the incredibly wealthy to assure that their children would earn their own way by giving away everything that they own upon death. When this happens, the castles will often become public places of historic relevance, where tours are offered daily and weddings are routinely performed out in the courtyard. This is precisely the case with Pennyworth Castle, the long-vacant estate of Mr. Charles Pennyworth, who created one of the world's largest paper companies and then promptly kicked the bucket. The Pennyworth Castle is now something of a museum, left almost exactly the way that the man had kept it back in the early 20s, save for the large animal menagerie. The Pennyworth Menagerie was an incredibly private place for Charles Pennyworth, a portion of the castle that only his closest friends were allowed to visit. It is said that on the day of his heart attack, the friend who discovered him promptly went into the menagerie and released all of the creatures as per the wishes of Mr. Pennyworth. Regardless of how it happened, the cages were empty by the time anyone else arrived. While many of the smaller exotic beasts were rounded up and placed in the custody of local zoos, several of the larger creatures were never found, In fact, nobody has any idea what these creatures actually were, only knowing that their cages were absolutely massive. Or so the legend goes. Personally, I'm a sucker for legends, which is why I've decided to spend my spring break out here in Big Sur, California, rather than partying down in San Diego with the rest of my friends. Nobody else gets it, and that's fine with me. While they're out there surfing on the beach or hooking up after dark, I'm actually doing something with myself pushing even deeper into the interests that have haunted me since childhood. If you haven't already guessed it, then yes, I am something of a nerd. Although I'm not as socially awkward as you might think, thanks to some killer genes from my mom and dad. It's hard to be an outcast when you're as cute as I am, even if you're consistently skipping out on common collegiate pursuits, like partying, to pursue a love of cryptozoology. What is cryptozoology, you might ask? Cryptozoology is the study of strange animals that may or may not exist in the realm of hard science. This could include anything from Bigfoot to the Loch Ness Monster and even to dragons. For some reason, these monsters on the fringe of reality have always fascinated me, influencing me to pursue a degree in biology with an emphasis on exploring the unknown. So here I am, walking up the steps of Pennyworth Castle, about to begin my tour, and all that I can think about is what could have possibly been in those cages many, many years ago. I'm determined to find out. The rumors, of course, cover a variety of suggestions, including a few of the beasts that I had just mentioned. None of these rumors have any evidence to back them up, however, except for one. "'Are you here for the tour?' asks a young man, his voice cracking slightly as he pushes up his glasses onto his nose and greets me with a meek wave. "'I sure am,' I tell him. "'You have a ticket?' he continues." I walk over and flash the guide my wristband, which causes him to nod and smile in a state of strange reverence. Whoa, the young man starts. A week pass. You don't see a lot of those around here. Why not? I laugh.